True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, among others. They'll do all of that so you can do literally anything else. You have better things to do with your free time than focus on your lawn care. Let True Green take care of all the hard work it takes to get a great lawn while you take care of everything else on your to-do list. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which gives you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. Think about how hard it is to manage our fantasy baseball teams. You need all the time you can get to put in waiver wire claims, fab bids, send out trades, and set your lineups. You'll have that extra time when True Green is taking care of your lawn. You do you, let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. Howdy, everybody. So because we went so long during the live Roto Salary Cap Draft, we decided to make it into a two-part podcast. We're picking things up here about an hour and 15 minutes into the draft. Enjoy. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where fantasy Now here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. This is a bold nomination here from oh, Valdez for a buck. I love it. Yeah. Oh, somebody jumped in for two. See, yeah, What's I thought bucks? he was going to get him for a buck and like, uh-huh. yeah, that's free. You know, like right. if, he's, if he gets 110 innings, you're going to be thrilled with a dollar bid for him. Yeah. Yeah, we we still don't know how I I mean obviously the it looks like it's going to be a season ending injury but he's trying to figure out a way around that and if he is able to pitch through it the broken finger and pitch effectively then obviously like even at $2 it's hard for that to be Scott um, a problem for you. <laughs> oh boy. I love that you're giving Scott a heads up that Brian Hayes is, is being bid on while he's talking. He's Just, bit, he's playing He's batting pretty much exclusively second in the order for the Pirates. Yep. Um, and, you know, I, it looks like right now the top of the lineup is going to be Adam Frazier, Cabrian Hayes, and Brian Reynolds, which, you know, one of those players is very good. Or, yeah, I like the $11 yeah, yeah. Hayes went for. I got two third basemen already. How so much? Did I want to fill my utility spot with Hayes? Yep. That was, that was kind of the issue there. How I much do you guys? And I got Rendon. How much do you guys think Luis Castillo is going to go for? Jack He's Flaherty went for the last 31 of the tier uh, of his tier, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. I would say so. Um, so I think if he's less than 30, that's a great value. Whoa. But I don't want be less than 30. We I just got one of those infamous jump bids there that went from like eight to 27. Got a nice little friendly FBT battle going on here. I mean, he I had to be you guys. Than, I'm not going 35 on Castillo. He had to be more than Max Scherzer. All righty. So, like I said, Adam, I knew it was going to happen. You said, oh, I'm going to be able to bully everyone and get all these discounts. It's not happening, man. I, I spent $35 on Giolito, $34 on Luis Castillo. Well, that's still high tier, guys. Yeah, right? yeah, you, got yeah, yep. you got two, like, borderline second round picks in most drafts. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be on the, the middle tier, guys. It's going to be like on the Carlos Correa's, the Max Muncy's. You know, that, that's where you're going to see the discounts applied. Unless one of them gets nominated right away here, we'll... People still have some money. Oh, Chris, Chris, your boy, Sixto Sanchez yeah. is currently being yeah. thrown out. Let me just remind everyone again, this is a standard five-by-five five 
rotisserie salary cap draft. So we are playing with two catchers. I don't think a single catcher has been nominated yet. Uh, five outfielders, a corner infielder, a middle infielder, nine pitcher spots with a season-long 900 innings pitch minimum. So that might sound weird for some people, but if you play in Roto, you have to have some kind of season-long innings minimum or else people are just going to use relievers all year and have these super low ERA and whips, which kind of throws everything else off for the, for the to rest. To be clear, of the in 2019, the average Roto team had 1,300 innings. 1305, I think is what it was. Wait, so. Did you just say there was an innings minimum? Yeah, 900. Since when? That's always that's been always, the case. That's always been in play. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I lowered it last year, obviously, because it was two months. I lowered it to like 300. Let's so. get a catcher here. Yeah, nine, 900 is uh, is traditional. Throw. What do you think? What do you think Real Muto is going to go for? Uh, 20 plus. Mm, I think he'll go under 20. Uh, People yeah. are hesitant to bid on catchers in salary cap drafts. It seems like they just they just don't want to devote their money to that. Even the even the top guy, Chris, you wound up with your boy Sixto Sanchez at eleven dollars. So a little mm-hmm. bit a little bit more than you have, Matt. But I do think just pitching in general is going to be pushed up a little bit more as we've seen. Uh, JT, no, I have him at uh, eleven. I think I see it at nine. Unless I'm, oh. yep, I'm in Roto. So interesting. Might need to update that bad boy there. JT Real Muto up at $17 right now. I may not have hit publish. I think that's what happened. 18. Come on, let's get to 20. Let's get that money off the board. <laughs> and is it going to happen? We each have him at... I have him at 21. Scott has him I, at 21. I, I think 18 is exactly what he went for last year, and that's what he goes for this year, too. That's a, that's a really good nominate. Oh, it's my turn to nominate a player. That's a good price yeah. for JT Real Muto. I, I don't spend up on catcher, but... If you're going to do it to get him at 18, I think you feel really good about that. I've seen too many people win in this format with lousy catchers. It's just, <laughs> there's just too many players and the catchers, I don't know, they just don't... I'm going to have two $1 catchers. Almost, maybe, at most, I'd say $4 on my two catchers. I have I have two, though I will point out last year's winner, Dan Richards of uh, Pitcher List. He invested in two catchers. I believe he got Rio Muto and he also got Gary Sanchez. Sanchez didn't even work out that well. But obviously, there's more than one way to do things. Who were your catchers? Because you were second. Oh, Hendricks. Oh man, I that doesn't yeah, make you twelve dollars a nice price for Hendricks. Really good one. That makes it, that must make you feel not so great about James Karinchak at thirteen, huh, Adam? You know what? <laughs> Shut up, Frank. Your team's <laughs> it does. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, my catchers as the second place team. Sorry, I thought it was pulled up right then. No, Carson Kelly and James McCann for a combined four dollars. Obviously, Carson Kelly not so good. James McCann for a dollar, that was pretty helpful. Just got the Cubs leadoff hitter for half of my uh, suggested salary, so I'm pretty thrilled about getting Ian Happ for six. I think that's actually a good price for him, Chris. So good work there. Alex Bregman is thrown out right now, and we'll see how high he goes. How much did you? I think it was 27 on Rendon, right, Scott? So I th- yeah. think we would assume he, something similar for Bregman, yeah. who made his uh, spring training debut on Tuesday. Today. Tuesday, yeah. Yep. Something tells me he's not going for 27. Yeah, I don't think so either, but we'll see. He's up to 20 now. We're, we're creeping up. Well, by the way, Jacob deGrom came out, and I think like none of his first 10 fastballs were below 99 miles per hour today. He's just 
just ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he averaged 98.6 last year, but uh, so far in spring, it actually seems like that might be even higher. Who was that? Uh, Jacob DeCrom. I was watching that game. Today. Oh, yeah. So, Frank, you get Bregman for 23. Nice work. Oh, that wasn't part of the plan either. I have, the plan is gone. I have deviated you from the plan. You gotta throw the plan out. Like, That's it. There, there's no reason to, to stick to a plan so so uh, dogmatically. Chris Bryant is currently at seven dollars. So you know, that Scott talked about that with his Tower Wars team. You guys are both going through that. Mm-hmm. All three of you guys are going through that with your uh, salary cap teams. Yeah, I mean the plan was the plan was obviously burned once. You know, the high end guys were going for 50 to 55. Yeah. You know, that obviously changed things. But there are still, there are still remnants of the plan. Seeger was my plan at shortstop. Um, mm. Yeah, that's about the only thing that's gone according <laughs> to plan. <laughs> no, uh, no discount for Chris Bryant. No. Chris, 14. Chris Yikes. Bryant. That's what I have him as. And, and I'm almost certainly at least a couple of dollars higher on him than anyone else. Yeah, I got, I got him going for nine, but he went for 14. Let's check in on everyone's team and see how things are going right now. Chris, we'll start with you. You got Manny Machado at 29, Jose Ramirez at 43, Ozuna at 25, Buxton at nine, Mercado at one, Hap at six. So some bargains there in the outfield. And then you got Granky at 19. Oh, I missed that one. Uh, Scherzer at 33 and Sixto at 11. Yeah, Scherzer and Granke is kind of becoming my my pitching strategy. I've done this in a couple of leagues. There's another one where I had Garrett Cole in addition to the two of them. Um, obviously, like that more, but uh, yeah, I I think Scherzer and Granke. I, I have very few concerns about them, despite their age. And I'm, uh, you know, I want to lock in about 800 innings that I feel really good about. Is kind of my approach right now. So, you know, I'm halfway-ish there with Granky and Scherzer. Whit Merrifield is Merrifield's going to be a steal. Currently at $23, and that's where it ends, and he goes for the same price as Alex Bregman. So, Scott, who would you rather have at the same price, $23, Whit Merrifield or Alex Bregman? That's a good question. Um, probably depends on... You know, if, if we're talking a draft context, I see them both as third rounders and it probably depends on whether I have a bat already or not and whether I have stolen bases already or not. I think I technically rank Bregman higher, but I'm more disappointed about missing out on Merrifield in part because I already have two third basemen. Uh, but, you know, I got Trent Grisham for $16, so I already got a head start there in steals. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I may regret that one. I may regret not going 24 on Merrifield. It's just hard to tell at this point, you know, because we're not even, we're 80 picks into a 276 pick thing. And Luis Robert goes for yeah. 17. That's a great price. I should have, I should have gone 18. I don't know what I was worried about. That's, we're going to see dumb, these dumb, dumb Chris. We're going to see these random hitters in rounds three through six, usually in a, in a Rotis redraft. I think those are where some of the discounts are going to come now. Luis yeah. Robert for 17. I have him priced great, at I have him priced buy. at 25. Chris has him priced at 24. Even Scott, who is is lower on Robert, has him at 21. So just a really good yeah. price there at $17. For, for me, it was just the only thing I was waffling on is I just don't know if I can afford the batting average risk with my build so far. 
Mm-hmm. No, that's that's part of it for me too. I'm also there. <sighs> Like because because I only have three starting pitchers at this point, and my best is Kenta Maeda, in my estimation. Um, let's check, it, let's like check in on your make, team, Scott. I need some volume among the highest arms left. Like I need two or three of those guys, as opposed to just one of those guys, since I didn't get the really high end guy or two that I wanted. So I don't. I'm kind of afraid to spend for any hitter. Right now, Scott has Carlos Carrasco. What's up, Adam? Sorry, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, that's all right. I was just going to recap Scott's team, but you did win a player while we were talking. You won Ian Anderson for fifteen dollars. Is he the first pitcher on your team? Strasburg. Oh yeah, Strasburg. Okay, and Hader and Karinchak. But he's, I mean, I only got Ian Anderson because Chris loves him. So that was <laughs> yeah. That that drops me below fifty uh, percent on. Uh, Ian Anderson so far, I believe. So that's a little disappointing. I think I had him. He was he was my most drafted player so far. Um, yeah, I had him in six out of twelve. Now it's six out of thirteen. So that is disappointing. Not for me. <laughs> Javier Baez goes for fourteen dollars. So another one that seems like a pretty good value. I have him at eighteen. Chris has him at 17 and Scott has Javier Baez for $14. Currently being bid on is Rafael Devers. And I hope he goes for 23 because that is the price that I paid for Alex Bregman. Devers is up to $22. He, he went for more than uh, Nolan Arenado. We know that much for sure. Yep. That is. I, I like him a lot more than Nolan Arenado. I'm definitely the highest on Devers. I have him 28th overall. Um, but it wasn't like a huge discount. I have him at $24. He went for $22. Um, yeah. It's a discount relative to, you know, I have him right in the same range as Bregman, Rendon, and Seeger, and he went for the cheapest of all of them. So in that sense, it is a relative value. I bring up the Arenado comparison because that was, you know, after Arenado got traded to the Cardinals, it was like, do we drop him behind Devers now? And I said yes, and I, I'm not sure the ADP data has reflected that, but I don't this one room it, has it's reflected close. that. Zach Plesak currently at $18. To who? Scotty Dubs. Trying to get the fourth of his top 35 ranked starting pitchers, and it happens at $18. Scott, we just spoke about him on, I think it was Monday's podcast, Boomer Bust, and I asked you if you were worried about the, the slow start to the spring, and you said you, you were not. You were not concerned for Plesak. I mean, I'd rather it not be a slow start, you know, <laughs> but just trying to be consistent with my standards. Uh, you know, I I don't hear anything about his delivery being off or his pitches being ineffective or his velocity being down. So, you know, if you believe in if you believe in the player and there's not any of that noise going on, then you should continue to believe in the player, regardless of what's happening in spring training. Will Smith, I the agree. catcher for the Dodgers, is the next player up. And he's up to $7. Again, JT Real Muto went for 18 So let's let's see where the bidding on Will Smith stops because many have him as a breakout candidate at the position. And he's still going to 11 I I believe there was a roto draft that we did where Tim McLeod, let's see if he wins him. Tim McLeod wins Will Smith for $11. He actually drafted Will Smith ahead of JT Real Muto. So that tells you how much Tim McLeod likes Will Smith this year. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 
JT Realmuto, Will Smith, and then everyone else a catcher basically this season. Charlie Morton, next man up, nominated by uh, Adam. Adam, you going to be in on this? Your boy? Yep. So, Frank, uh, why weren't you bidding up Tim McLeod if you knew he liked Will Smith more than Real Muto? I mean, push the push the envelope. You got the you got the hammer right now, don't you? I don't. Do I? I have. Hmm. I'm at 108. So there's a few people that have more money than me left. I just I don't want to get stuck with a twelve dollar Will Smith. <laughs> that's that's my biggest that's my biggest thing there, Scott. Uh, Does anybody? Scott or Adam? Obviously, was, some people do. One. Charlie Morton for fourteen it was good. That's good. <laughs> Ian Anderson for fifteen and Charlie Morton for fourteen. You you're approving? I like both of them. Charlie Morton's uh, velocity has been you know ninety four, ninety five in spring. He he looks like he's back. He was awesome in the postseason. Um, I I'm. Pretty confident. I, I think I'm going to start moving him up a little more in my draft board. So can, I get, so, can I get Scott's opinion on the Braves pitchers that I just got? Do it. Anderson and Morton, fourteen and fifteen bucks. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I don't think I would have gone any more on either, but I, that's right around the range that I might have paid. I, Ian Anderson, you you got to expect there will be some um, uh, workload restrictions in play there. Sorry, I have to try and no, figure out a, how I'm going to spend my money. I also noticed <laughs> you, you called me a moron. Very, very <laughs> sly there. You said, I don't think I'd go any moron them. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously, there's a durability concern for Morton because other than 2019, he's never really, at least since he picked up velocity uh, go, after leaving Pittsburgh, he's never been somebody who could log a lot of innings. Um except for that one year, 2019. And then Ian Anderson, you expect there's going to be workload restrictions just because he's technically a rookie now. And um, yeah, obviously didn't accumulate that many innings last year. Because nobody did. You think think I'm a moron. Okay, that's cool. (laughs) Blake Snell goes for $27, $2 more than Lance Lynn. So that probably makes sense based on the rankings. And of course, this is the preferred format for Blake Snell. Uh, Snell, I do think he will be better in Roto or categories leagues versus in head-to-head points. Uh, Tommy Edmund. Who's, who's, who's banging their desk? Is that Chris or Scott? Go ahead, Tim McLeod. I dare you. Go 11. <laughs> as high as I'm going for Tommy Edmund. And boom! Again. Goes the dynamite for Scotty. Thrilled with Byron Buxton for nine. And I got Tommy Pham for ten dollars. So, all right, you get a few, you get some speed out of all three of those players. Buxton for nine. Mm. I got Pham for ten. Tommy Edmund there goes for ten dollars to Scott as well. Oh man, Andrew Vaughn. I was wondering <laughs> when to throw him out there, Andrew Vaughn. This is not a good time uh, to do it because there's too much money left on the board. Yeah. Mm. By the way, Edmund has triple eligibility. Yeah. He's second good. short and outfield. And he's obviously going... No, actually, third, third, short, third outfield, short outfield. He's going sorry, to pick sorry. up second. He's going to be yeah. quadruple eligible. And he's yeah, been I have, leading off, I think. It's been him and, and Matt Carpenter who have been leading off so far for the Cardinals in spring when they have their normal lineup in. Which, which makes me optimistic. He's going to get back to being a quality base dealer. I had four middle infield options written down uh, that, you know guys who I see meeting the speeds need that I would be willing to go $10 on. And Tommy Edmond was one of them. He was the first one to be nominated and I got him for exactly 10. So obviously, you know, a, a bit of a risk there that those others aren't going to go for less than 10, but 
I'm assuming there will be Steele's desperation that I don't know. Maybe it'll only increase as this thing plays out. But you know, obviously, there's going to be less dollars in play later on too. Let me on that topic. I have Story, Yelich, and Betts. How aggressive should I be getting a base dealer? Not at all. You think I'm covered? Because Yelich is a question mark. He had four steals in 58 games last year. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's back to form, he'll be stealing bases again. I he, there are there's a there's a question mark there for Yelich just in terms of all around performance. But if he's back, he'll be all the way back. I think four steals with the OBP he had, you know, in a short season. That's he was on a 50, 50 30 pace in 2019. You yeah. know, before the knee injury. Yeah, before the knee injury. I just hope I hope his career is not like, well, after that knee injury, <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about it, but I wouldn't expect him to steal 30. Chris, you won Xander Bogarts for $25 while we were chatting it up there. How do you feel about that price? Love it. Um, I have him... Looks like, let me see, like $5 ahead of that Seeger, Devers, Rendon, Bregman range. Uh, and I got him for less than Rendon and only a couple dollars more than Devers and Bregman. So I'm very happy with that. Randy Rosarena now. And kind board. of solves my batting average concerns a little bit, or at least makes me have to worry about it a little less. Let's see. Let's see what that batting average is looking like, Chris. I would say. 275-ish for Machado, probably 290 for Bogart, something like that. Ramirez, 275. Ozuna, probably 275, 280 maybe. And then Buxton, I mean, who knows, 250. 245, yeah. Yeah. Mercado, 260-ish. Yeah. I don't I don't think your batting average is terrible, actually, right now, where you're at. No, but I I need power. And I'm gonna have to start sacrificing batting average for power pretty soon. Right. Um so I, I, I want to make sure that I have a better base there. Talk to me about this guy, Randy Rosarena. I hate him because of <laughs> the Yankees. But $15 for Randy Rosarena, that feels like too much to me. Too much? So him and Luis Robert, they go for Robert goes for 17 and Rosarena goes for 15. And those are two of the boomer bus players that we talked about recently. I mean, there, there's big upside for Randy Rosa, especially uh, Rosarena, especially in this format with the power and speed. Scott, what do, you, what do you think about that price at 15? I actually have him down for 17, so I don't have a problem with 15. Kyle Tucker is currently on the board, and I think Scott wanted to make his answer short and sweet because I saw he was bidding on him. So let's see how... how uh, yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> how high Kyle Tucker goes. Everybody's bidding on him. He's, he's to 20 now, and I have him down for 24. Yeah. Oh, this is I a great price. Think, I just don't think so, I can spend anymore. We're starting um, to get to the deflated part, especially for hitters. Um, yep. I, I think all the hitters pretty much at this point are going to go for less than their uh, expected price. Does Tyler Adam- have all-star potential or, or, you know, top five? Does he have superstar potential? I think so. Tucker, I think, I think so. There is yeah, 30 home or 20 steal potential there. Maybe 25 steal. Um the batting average and the plate discipline haven't been great, but they were much better in the minors. So, you know, it's possible he takes a step forward and has a peak season where he hits like 285 with 30 homers and 25 steals. And 
Um, you know, that that's entirely possible. I'm a little bit more skeptical of the batting average on Tucker. Not that I think it's going to be bad. I think he's probably going to be between 260 and 270. He hits a lot of fly balls. So normally, you know, lots of fly balls can and lead to a low Babbitt. He should strike out a little bit more than league average. So if I'm just projecting batting average yeah. for Tucker, it's yeah, that's probably just talking like best case scenario. Like I, I think he could be someone who gets his batting, his strikeout rate around league average or maybe a little below it. Um, but yeah, no, he, he's definitely not a guarantee for a, for a good batting average. So Tucker went for 22. I had him for 24. Eloy Jimenez just went for 20. I had him for 21. So we're still almost getting to what, yeah. what I project them for. You know, I, I might be a little low on Jimenez compared to people in general. Yeah, I have him for 20, so I'm, I'm there yeah, with you. We're, we're, still al- we're still almost there, but you can tell people are more hesitant in their bidding because they, they know they got a lot of needs to fill still. Ozzy Albies, who is maybe the best hitter available, just got thrown out here. And let's see. Yeah, number two for me. Let's see what, what happens here with uh, with Ozzy, who we have for quite a bit, more than he is going for at this point. Eloy Jimenez, in the meantime, went for, uh, I think Scott mentioned he went for 20, 20 bucks. Ozzy Albies. So I probably shouldn't. Price. I probably I probably shouldn't have gone ten on Tommy Edmund, huh? I feel worse about that. So the other three guys, I'll just I'll just name them. The other three guys I was considering were um, Dylan Moore, who may go for more. Uh, Ozzy Albies goes for nineteen. Those are three great prices in a row. Borderline third, well, that fourth was, round hitters. That one's great for sure. Nineteen for Albies. Yeah, and I thought about getting in, but I, I have a lot of positions to fill too. Me too. <laughs> I know. Forty one dollars left. How much do you have? Hundred and forty. I have over a hundred. So one oh eight. I have. The, I probably have the least amount of money left. I'm never in this position. This is really strange for me. Gosh, sucks. Ah. Oh. See how much yeah. Tim Anderson goes for. Throw him out here. Uh, there's still a few shortstops. I think Glaber Torres is is out there still as well. Uh, but you know, for anyone who needs speed, Tim Anderson's probably going to be. A popular candidate at this point, and batting average. Yeah, I, I think that's average. I think that's the one that's going to gnaw on me the rest of this thing is Edmund for ten because like if I didn't spend ten on Edmund yet, I could have definitely gone twenty on Albies, you know, and plan to spend five on that middle infield spot instead of ten. Albies is going to give me steals too, right? Yep. Maybe yeah. you know a similar amount. Yeah, I know I'm the stupid. projections are more like fifteen ish for. Uh, for all for Edmund, but you know, it could be could certainly and that's what I'd project all these for too. But you know, it's possible he goes crazy <sighs> and steals 25. It's possible either of them do. Hey, I have a random question. Is Isaiah kind of for Leffa gonna play catcher anymore? Probably not. No. I would I would I would take the under on four and a half games at catcher this year. So he will not gain eligibility. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he got a single one last year, did he? I, I would take the under on one. Yeah, I think they're yeah. done with that. Okay. I mean, maybe he'll get one. <laughs> I don't but know. for the audience, if you play in a Yahoo league, he is catcher eligible there. All right. This is where the salary cap draft begins. Yeah. Shohei Otani. Another day, another dinger. He hit a bomb off of Shane Bieber on Tuesday. Straightaway center field over the batter's eye. Just a mammoth. He had two home runs on, on Monday as well. The guy is crushing it in the spring. I'm just going to talk him up as much as I possibly can. He's looked 
you know, awesome when he's been on the mound. He's throwing 97 to 100 miles an hour. Splitters looked great. <laughs> the sweet sounds of Scott's phone. I missed that. Adam, <laughs> did you text Scott on purpose so that his phone oh. would go off in the middle? <laughs> oh, no. no I, it, it was actually my sister texting me about this. So she's going to hear us talking about me receiving <laughs> the text. Very. I was like, what is that strange yet familiar sound? Oh, it's uh. phone. Oh, Shohei Otani. He's up to 12. Come on, Chris. I know you want him. That's uh. eh, too much for me. Too much. Too much at this point. Yeah, I mean, if we did this a month ago, I think he's probably under $10, but uh, the spring has been pretty exciting for uh, for one Shohei Otani. So we'll see. On CBS, of course, he has both pitcher and utility eligibility, but this is a weekly league, so when you set your lineup before the week starts, you have to figure out where do you want to put him, utility or at starting pitcher. You can't reap both of the rewards at the same time unless you are in a daily league. Oh, Tap Hap AMC, we're back. We're back. Yeah, James Paxton, $1. James Paxton, who... Oh, oh B-Don. Oh, RJ. Well, I'm definitely not going $4. No chance. James Paxton has yet to make his spring training debut. He has pitched in some simulated Are games. serious right now? James Paxton is going to go for four at least. That's just too much for me. He shouldn't. He, he should be a $1 player. I've got him for three, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't push. He's somebody I really feel like I need to see pitch. Yeah. Like with radar gun readings and not not yeah. what you're getting in a sim yeah. a sim game. While we were I talking before uh, Tim Anderson, I threw him out and I knew that I wanted to win, win him, but I did not bid on him until it was the very last bid. So that is at times when I know that it's, you know, one of the last players, one of the best players available that are left. Uh, and I know that I want to, be in the bidding on that player. I will throw them out and then I won't get in on the bidding until it really starts slowing down just to kind of make people think that I'm I'm not in on them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wind up with t- t- uh, Tim Anderson at $20 and now Kyle Hendricks is up. James Paxton wound up going for $5. Let's see how high this bad boy goes. Kyle Hendricks. Oof. Man. No <laughs> discount on pitching. What other pitchers are left? Ugh. He was uh, years old instead of 31 years old. Right? Uh, I mean, it's just surprising to me that he's only 31 because it just, he throws so softly that he's like Jamie Moyer out there. (laughs) Okay, so that was the case where I nominated the guy I wanted because he was my, Hendricks was my highest ranked healthy pitcher Mm -hmm. available. And I like, I had to know how much I was going to get him for so that I could know how much I had to spend on whatever hitters we're going through now. Yeah. And Andres Jimenez is that other middle infielder I would have considered. Uh, he's up now. I would have considered instead of Tommy Edmond, he goes for four to Frank. Let's so go! I'd much rather have him I, for four than Tommy Edmond for I ten. Tried, I tried to put five on there. I don't know what happened. Can you go back? No, I think I think your max bid is $4, Adam. That can't be true, right? There's <laughs> <laughs> no way. 28. No, it's 28. Screw you. Oh, man. Yeah, so I had... What did I write down Andres Jimenez for? I had him for around 8 So I got him at $4, and I get him at that middle infield spot, and I'm getting some speed now. I needed some... Uh, I pick up Tim Anderson and Andres Jimenez now as as my middle infielder. He does have third base eligibility if I want to throw him at corner as well, and Jimenez has just been crushing it in the spring. So looks like he will be the everyday starting shortstop to begin the season oh, for the Cleveland I'd be Indians. the number two hitter. 
Yeah, I saw a lineup that resembled something similar to opening day, I think, for Cleveland either yesterday or uh, on Tuesday. And I think he was batting sixth or seventh. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see for, for Andres Jimenez. Yeah, I think the last couple of days he's been lower in the lineup, but he was batting first or second for a while. Could have just been trying to get him a you know extra extra plate appearance or two. Springer goes off the board for 19. So again, another one of those late third, early fourth round hitters going for that 18 to 22 range. Springer went for 19 again. I got Tim Anderson for 20. Ozzy Albies went for 19. Eloy went for 20. Kyle Tucker went for 22. So all that inflation up top has, has led to some really nice values here for, for those mid-round hitters. And now Luke Voigt. Adam, there's a Yankee on the board. This is one of the Yankees I don't want. Why is that? Talk to us. I think he's going to be really streaky. He's a kind of an all-or-nothing player. And so when he has two months of production, I'm just, it wouldn't surprise me if he had an, uh, an, a month that was terrible. So we'll see what he goes for. But I think, he, to me, he, you know, based on the other prices, he's like a $12 player. And no, he's at $12 right now. Now he's at 13 Yeah, I don't know. I just don't really feel the need to have Luke Voigt. And, of course, you are buying him off of a career year, a shortened season, where he led all of baseball in home runs. Luke Voigt did. He hit 22 home runs. And he is up to $15 for Scott. Is he, is he going to get him? Is he going to get him? And he does. Scott, you get Luke Voigt at 15 and you have him priced up at $22. Uh, I believe you also got him in Tout Wars, so Scott doubling down on some Yankees. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you okay? You don't, you don't sound very happy I don't know if it. I'm okay, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. It was not part of the plan, but... Do I have a second um, base out, or what, you just really wanted to get, get a player there? I the price was right, and I didn't have a first baseman yet, and... Um, no, I, I I got my I got five starting pitchers I feel good about, so I'm not as concerned about that. I don't know. Guess I had some money burning a hole in my pocket for a hitter. <laughs> RJ RJ is repeatedly screwing people over with his jump bids. <laughs> it's like every time he does like a five dollar jump bid, someone bids immediately after, <laughs> and it's been like five or six players in a row. I feel like, uh, yeah. So that's fun. Matt Olson. Oh, there you go. There's that that power hitting first baseman. Are you going to get him, Adam? Do you have a first baseman? No, I don't. Okay, I'm in. All right, you're uh, in. You're in. Thank Let's you see. For notifying me. I'm happy to do so. I'm I mean, going could... to. Yeah, I mean, I think. No, I now I feel like it's too expensive. So tell me, I, how much should Dominic Smith go for? Because he's. I've heard you talk about him a lot. I had. Well, I can tell around you ten dollars. I think. His valuation has been all over the board throughout this draft process. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a good price. Just just the way that you wait, you're saying $14 is a good price for Matt Olson when I got Luke Voigt for $15. Yeah, I agree with no, that. No, no, no. They're, they're both. I, I should have jumped in on Olsen. I should have jumped in on either one. I, I have Voigt ranked higher than, than Matt Olson. I was, I mean, there's a few other first basemen I don't mind as fallback options, but those, I think both are good prices. Uh, I like them. Yeah. I have I have Voight for twenty dollars myself, and I, I have Olson at uh, at eighteen. But so Danelsa Lamet's going now. He's up to ten dollars already, which is kind of more than I thought he'd go for. Because now now we know he's we're pretty sure he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. So that's just another concern piled on top of the others. But he goes for eleven. 
you know, it, it wouldn't have been me, but I understand spending that much on him. Yep. Uh, so what, what were we talking about before the Olsen bid went through? It was something interesting. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, you talk about first baseman. I, uh, I asked about Dominic Smith, but we should probably oh. talk about which positions are getting thin where it's like, well, I need to get one of my, I don't have a third baseman. I don't have a first baseman right now. You know, do we have, do we have to start making sure we have one of the top X amount at, at the position? Does it not really matter? I think we're down to the last two of that group that we're that we all kind of agree that top thirteen. Um, I think Marcus Simeon may be starting to get pushed into that group and making it a fourteen. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Uh, nah. The shortstop's definitely getting a little thin. Second base is in pretty good shape. There's still five or six guys who I, I'd be pretty happy with as my starter. So I think we're okay there. Kevin Biggio first, just went first for ten. Is in pretty good shape. Kevin Biggio for ten. Base. I none of us are fans of. That's fine. Of, we we both we all have Kevin Biggio. I believe we all have Kevin Biggio as a bus this year. But for ten bucks, Scott, you have him at priced out at seventeen. Chris has him at fourteen. I, I have him at thirteen. 14. I was thinking about jumping in there because I feel like I could use some more steals too. Um, it just didn't really fit what I needed right now. I mean, I Kevin guess you can Biggio always. For, you can always 10 use when I steals, Tommy but. Edmund for 10. Come on, Scott. God. <laughs> there's, always, there's always one thing that happens in every one yep. of these salary drafts that just it it eats me up until until the results start being put up in the in the league. I'm just gonna <laughs> beat myself up over it. Is this gonna happen, Chris? Are you gonna get Pete Alonzo for 18? I was I was hoping I could get him for like 15, but yeah, I like would. I said earlier, I needed a power hitter. He's, you know, clearly the best one left and maybe the best one in baseball. So, um, especially in a year with a, we think dead and ball is what they've, they've rumored. Oh, I got to throw someone out here. Sorry. Nominate a player real quick. Uh, let me throw this guy out here. Adam, if you want to jump in. Um, Pete Alonzo. Uh, yeah. So if there's going to be a dead ball this year, I think someone who probably will not suffer is someone who just has as much pure power as Pete Alonzo. He's yeah, it's not, I don't think that that should affect him. And yeah. So Gabriel Torres is who you nominated and, and I have Trevor story and I have, you know, very little money left. Mm. So I'm probably not going to, but I think Torres is going to bounce back. The thing is he's not second base eligible. He's only shortstop eligible. Mm-hmm. I would love to get a middle infielder that's eligible. At, well, I have Jake Cronenworth, so I guess I can, but I, but then I need a second baseman. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't want Story and Torres because I'd like to have a little position flexibility. We haven't talked a lot about that, but I, I think it's pretty valuable once you start getting injuries and you look at the waiver wire, there's just not much there to have players that can play second or short, short or you can move them around. So I don't want two shortstops who are only eligible at short. Uh, that's something you know who's perfect for that, Adam? Yeah. Tommy Edmund, <laughs> we're coming back around. You know who I'm just learning about. He's on my team. I, I keep looking at him, and I hate that he's on my team. Like I just hate it. Jake uh, Cronenworth. All oh, right, I just hate it. Like wow, whatever. That's <laughs> fine. What did he ever do to you, Adam? Come on. I, I it's just it's just it's like who is he? I don't because I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I don't know how to evaluate him. Like, what the hell do I have in Jake Cronenworth? <laughs> I think he could be a a batting average that won't hurt you. I, I don't know that he's going to play every day. He's probably going to be a super utility guy for the Padres, but double-digit home runs, maybe close to double-digit steals. 
he, he's a fine player. Okay. Well, yeah, whatever. Everybody, <laughs> I know I know everybody else on my team. That's one of my first qualifications. Do I know you? That's usually how I start my draft. <laughs> uh, Glaber Torres went for $15. Seems like a fair value. No I, discount for Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras goes for eight bucks. Uh, Will Smith went for, I believe it was 11. Uh, by the way, that $15 price for Torres, that was compared to Javier Baez for 14. And I believe Carlos Correa was 13. Yep. Yes, he was. So those, are, those are the three mid-round shortstops I lumped together. And they all went for about the same. Well, well, Mr. Adam Azer is snoozing over there and he just oh, got crap. Dom Smith nominated. <laughs> so how much do you, all right, I, I'm not, uh, is he going to so play not, today? I think we he don't is. know. We, That's the hope. But, right. but I they don't have a, know if he can play every day in the outfield. They got a couple of defensive-minded outfielders who bat right-handed, so you get a little nervous. I, I have Dominic Smith as a $12 player, but based on the way this this salary cap draft has played out, like I'm not going 12 for him here. Because more than nine. It's you know worth pointing out. He's been good two seasons in a row, but he doesn't even have 400 plate appearances. So like if I feel like if this were a guy coming off 400 good player, 396 good plate appearances in a single season, I'm not sure he'd be going, uh, you know, top 100 like he currently is or right around there. So, you know, that's not to say he shouldn't, but, you know, that that's worth taking into account. I like Dom Smith quite a bit. I I like the skill set. He makes a lot of contact. He hits lefties well. He's people don't realize this. He's younger than Pete Alonzo and he has prospect pedigree. He, you know, it didn't work out at first, but the past two years, he's been really good. Um, 139 games since the start of 2019 for Dom Smith, a 937 OPS. So when he's played, he's been awesome. I I think they're going to find ways to get his lineup in in his bat in the lineup. So nice buy, Adam. I I think it's really important to have, especially in a league. uh, Well, in any league, I think it's really important to have. Some boomer bus players on your team. I mean, that's how you win, you know? Yeah. Plus, that sucks, but you can replace them. If they boom, then, you know, then $9 could be a, could be a bargain. It's just you have to take some chances. You have to have upside. To, to put it in the context of a salary cap draft, if you get $260 of value from your for your team in 2021, you're probably going to finish Chris, in sixth place. Chris, you might want to pay attention. Yeah, I love I that am. we all know each other's favorites, and Chris's is Marco Gonzalez. Chris, you might want to pay attention to Marco Gonzalez, who's being yeah. bid on right now. He's fine. I mean, he's kind of like a lesser yeah. Kyle Hendricks, and Kyle Hendricks went for twenty two. If you yeah, know. he's. I mean, Gonzalez, I have him as a seven dollar player, so it's not like I like him that much. Yeah. Um he's someone I've liked a lot more in years past relative to everyone else. This year, um, I'm not drafting him as much as I expected because they're there does seem to be you know, someone who likes him more than I do in at least every one of my drafts. So in between uh, Dominic Smith and Marco Gonzalez was Dylan Moore, who I nominated. And he went for $11, which was even more than I paid for Tommy Moore. It was even more than Kevin Biggio went for, uh, which is kind of why I threw him out here. It was another case of nominating a guy I want just to get it out of the way, know that it, know if it's realistic I should be holding out for him or not. And I found out it wasn't. So now if there's another Kevin Biggio for $10, I can be in on it. So I bid on Gary Sanchez just now at $7 and, and he went one more at 8 And I just, I don't know if this is the right 
mindset to have, but with knowing that Wilson Contreras went for $8, I just couldn't bring myself to bid anymore on Gary Sanchez. It's just, I would, I would feel so bad about paying more for Sanchez than, than I would for Wilson Contreras. So I figured I, I stopped the bidding at, at seven and I probably shouldn't have even gotten seven for being honest. David Price for two bucks right now to Chris. Uh, Marco G went for eight dollars. Dylan Moore went for eleven. So some steals there with uh, with Dylan Moore. He goes one more dollar than Tommy Edmond. Scott, we just have to compare every player to Tommy Edmond at this point. So would you rather <laughs> have, would you rather have Dylan Moore at eleven or, or Edmond at ten? Where you got him? Uh, probably Edmond at eleven, but you know I. I couldn't do it once I had been 10 on Tommy Edmund. I didn't have that much money I could devote to it. Uh, but just seeing that Kevin Biggio then went for 10 later, I was hoping I could get Dylan Moore for like six or seven. And it didn't happen. That's fine. Let's see how much this should be interesting. Vladimir Guerrero. Oh, oh my there gosh. You go. No discount on Vladdy. Did RJ just do that? Did he just jump in? I don't think it was RJ. No, it was someone else. Yeah, Vlad looks. Oh, he's going for nineteen right now. That's um, it's more than Pete Alonso. It's Oof. yeah, and he could be absolutely worth that. He's been hitting the ball really, really hard in spring, and the launch angle is up. It's double what it was in twenty nineteen. His highest so far out of his two seasons. So, you know, if Vladimir Guerrero is going to be a thirteen degree launch angle guy. Uh, he's probably a superstar. Uh, I actually don't like, I think it's that simple. If he's ele- elevating the ball consistently, uh, he's going to be one of the best hitters in baseball. So, you know, it's, I, I it's have, too much. $19 is too much. I have him for 16, but it could really work out. Yeah. People I've had some, uh, some second thoughts about calling Vladimir Guerrero a bus this year. Yeah, I definitely, yeah. I, I wouldn't call him a bust. I think he's... It's the same way that we... Just, it's the same way I we mean, call... it worked out for me last year. Yeah, it's Bust just a, it's a, it's a risk-reward thing for him. Yeah. Um, like, I have him for $16 or $17, whatever. I don't think he's going to be worth that. I think he's either going to be worth like 6 or 37 mm-hmm. Again, that is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., some optimism with him in the spring thus far. Jordan Alvarez just went for $12. So, uh, yeah. And I want to jump in. It's just, I need to save my money for other things at this point. I I don't have a first baseman. I don't have a second baseman. I don't have a, not that I'm going to invest much. Would you like Jake Cronenworth? (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you, sir. Um, So I like the price on Alvarez. I believe Nelson Cruz went for 13. So, so far those util only bets sitting in that that low teens range 12 and 13 dollars respectively charlie blackman up to uh up to i feel like greg lathrop is, is just bidding on every player <laughs> how much money does this guy have left charlie blackman uh, up to 12 and that's where he's gonna stop so could be a good uh good value there adam i know for years you've loved charlie blackman I thought I was going to get him for two dollars, <laughs> and, and then somebody bid. Uh, yeah, I, I like Charlie Blackman. He's he's good. You've heard of him? I did. I know him. <laughs> I have him as an eighteen dollar player. So, yeah, I would have been happy if I had gotten him, and I was in in the bidding. But so I, look, fifty picks ago, you would have been happy to get him for fifteen dollars. Oh, right? Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> if he had gone gone out in the, as the thirtieth player, I would have been thrilled with it. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. I think that you could do one of these salary cap drafts, skip the first hour, and come back and have a kick ass team with the Vladimir Guerreros and the Nick Castellanos who's being nominated now and Charlie Blackman's Jordan Alvarez, like all these guys, you know, and you still need superstars though. And there hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I personally agree. Maybe, maybe I would get one and then I would leave for an hour (laughs) and try it. (laughs) Cause I just think there are so many good players that are still left. It's incredible. It's so many guys that are still in your top 12 at every infield position. Uh, and, and you could, you could have, you know, I don't know what I think would be strong, but you're not going to be weak. What I think would be a really interesting strategy. And I think Scott should try this at some point is like $120 on your hitters and just like, that's all you're going to spend. And the rest goes to pitching. That's kind of the opposite of how things have typically, uh, worked in a salary draft, but you know, that's the kind of thing that I think could, um, you know, it, it would be really interesting to see given the way this draft is going where, you know, in this uh, 10 to 15 to $20 range, the hitters are so much better than the pitchers. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you could get, you, you could have an offense built around, mm-hmm. you know, Pete Alonzo and Charlie Blackman and, and Vladimir Guerrero and guys like that. Glaber Torres. Um, well, it's like the equivalent of taking starting pitchers with your first four or five picks yeah. in points league, right? And that's that's basically what I've done in the in the head-to-head points league. Obviously, it's it easier to justify in that format than it would be in this one with all the hitter spots to fill and with um, a need to diversify categories for hitters. But that's... I mean, that's the rationale I've made in, in a head-to-head points salary cap league the past two years where it's just like there are so many quality hitters to go around mm-hmm. that are going to go for very little because everybody's spending $50 on pitchers. So, I mean, the same rationale might may apply. And for what it's worth, my most expensive hitter is $31. I don't, I don't think I'm going to have a $20 one otherwise. So I'm, I'm kind of doing that even now. Yeah, I think what's going to end up hurting you is steals. That's where you're going to really struggle, yeah. and you might have to spend a lot of money on like Tommy Edmund or something. No, you're going to have to <laughs> pay up for some steals specialist, oh, no. like what we used to do with Malik Smith or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, I Chris I just got the uh, clicked out of. I, I accidentally clicked <laughs> out of the window, and so I had to try to get back into the draft room just in time. Are you going to go another yeah. bid on Kesson Hira? Chris? No, no. I, I was happy with him at twelve at eleven. I'll let him go at twelve. I thought you were gonna get him with that with that oh no bid. 
He was going yeah, for 10. And, and I, I just want to be clear. I wasn't trying to hold the clock out that I legitimately <laughs> clicked on a bookmark link on my sure browser you weren't. and had to sure frantically uh, press the back button. Chris, you don't need to apologize, man. I I am okay with the with the last second bid. It's it's but I'm not Frank. But there's psychology behind it, man. Exactly, and I hate that psychology. <laughs> it's definitely strategy. I I do uh, it quite a bit on player. Like a lot of the times when I, I'm getting ready, when there's a player nominated that I know that I want, I will wait until the bidding slows down a lot, and I will not jump in until it's under five seconds left. Yeah, I, I have I have. ADHD. So it's, it's really hard for me to wait an extra 10 seconds that it just like, it's, it really, it really grinds my gears. It gets under my skin in a, a real, in a real way, in a way that I admit it's a weakness of mine in this uh, type of league. Adam, it is your turn to nominate a player. There's someone I want to nominate, but Based on what happened with Paxton, I just don't think it's the right time yet. So, so let's go with this Jose Barrios fella. I know him. Man, pitching is uh, pitching is looking a little barren right now. So, will be interesting to see if you get a bit of a discount at this point for Jose Barrios or not. But there's still some guys there's after some guys. Uh, after Barrios goes on the top of my list. There's uh, Sonny Gray who should start the year on the IL. Max Fried is still available. Jesus Lazardo, some names there. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah, there's we'll some see. pretty good pitchers left. I mean, if you're if you're just starting to build your staff now, you got a problem. But <laughs> it's not the best, right? <laughs> if you're filling out, you know, your fourth, fifth starter, even your third, I think you could maybe get away with it. Still no discounts on starting pitchers. Jose Barrios is up at 15. I will pull I got, up pull up our values to see how much I we got have him at 12. Him. You have him at 12, and I have Barrios at. Boop, boop, boop. 16. Scott has Barrios at 15. So, all right, not no bad. Discounts. 15, yep, no discount. I mean, it's that's probably what Barrios should go for. Uh, he was the first he probably pitcher. probably would have gone for 25 uh, an hour ago, but still. That's right, yep. Yeah, there hasn't been a pitcher nominated for a while. Marco Gonzalez yep. went for 8. David Price went for $3. I guess some un- uncertainty about his role right now. Um, he should be a starting pitcher, but there was a report that he's willing to do whatever for the team. I, I don't think that really matters much. Max Muncy up on the board. Scott, you need a second baseman? No, you don't. You have Edmund, but he he plays everywhere. He plays first. He plays third. Everywhere. I like it. Mm-mm-mm. Adam's in on the bidding here as well. I'm not, not anymore. I was on in five. Now it's eight for Muncy. Again, this is a batting average league, so Muncy takes a bit of a hit here. Better in OBP and head-to-head points, but oh, I was about to say, but at nine dollars, it's not bad. And then, and then Scott gets sniped at the last second, uh, and yeah. that will go final. Max Monty goes for ten dollars to be Don, and let's catch people up. There were some other hitters that went in the meantime. After Blackman went for twelve, Nick Castellanos went for fourteen. Joey Gallo went for twelve, who's having a big spring thus far. Keston Hero went for twelve. Yasmani Grandal, another catcher, went for $7, so $1 less than Gary Sanchez and Wilson Contreras. Jose Barrios for $15, and Max Muncy for $10. Trey Mancini is up, and he is already up to $6. Come on, Scott. Uh, Trey Mancini is one of those guys that I know 
just based on when he's nominated, I'm not going to have a shot at him. Like that's that's somebody I want for the end game. And you can't control who's actually going to be available there at the end game. So, yeah, I mean, $6, that's for him with the question marks there. That's not something I can justify. I also want to encourage people to continuously look at the amount of money that everyone else in the league has. You don't want to lose sight of that. You could just kind of get lost in your own team, but you want to, you always should know where you are in relation to everybody. So I still have among the lowest amount of dollars left, but it's starting to even out. So I, you know, in a, in 20 more picks, I might be in a much stronger position and always look at the max bid as well. Is that that's indicative of, of your strength. Ay, ay, ay. A, a, a simple rule I have for that. Oh, I mean, no, I, Frank. Is that too much? <laughs> there are you're $12 just, on Anthony Rizzo. You're getting into a bidding war. Don't I, I'm, when I'm there's not, no I'm, bidding war. I'm, I'm, I'm not bidding anymore. <laughs> for hitters, at least. Yeah. Well, like, I, I, I like Rizzo. I think he's going to bounce back in a, in a pretty significant way, but um, I have him for 12 so... Yeah, I, I like had him for twelve. You were as right well. to let him go. He was. I mean, he's one of the last starting-ish caliber first baseman. There's a few other guys I don't mind, but he he was one that I was that I was eyeballing there. I don't mind him for twelve dollars, but once he yeah, went to I thirteen, I was I was four go starting-ish first baseman. Like the so the point of the the rule I have kind of the point of no return for um, balance how much money you have left versus max like when you're balanced the amount of money you have left is twice what your max bid is i'm basically just stopping and jumping in for two dollars jumping in for three dollars on a player i really want at that point like that's the cutoff for me twice as much okay i'm done i've spent all i'm capable of spending and i just want to make sure i'm not reduced to nothing but one dollar bids because that's where you really get screwed in one of these is if you got nine spots to fill with $1 bids and you know, you're just going to keep getting all your nominations are going to get bid up every time. And you're left with the scrubbiest of the scrubs at the end. So are you at that? You have $39 and your max bid is 28. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Okay. So, so you, you still have, you still feel like you can be fairly aggressive. I wouldn't say aggressive. No, I, I probably have a couple of medium sized buys left in me mm-hmm. and that's it. So I need to do it selectively nine dollar max muncie i would have been fine with that because i actually do have a hole at second base tommy edmund isn't eligible there yet but i couldn't go 11 and eric hosmer goes for six he almost got him for five chris yeah i would have been happy with him at five he's gonna he would have to be my dh um and that's why i wasn't willing to to keep pushing it but um six dollar eric hosmer i'm i i love that value john carlo Non si può. Giancarlo. Non si può. Sto parlo. He is on the board and he, is, we'll see how much he winds up. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Trying to hit it for here. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, this can't happen for $3. It's not. It's not going to happen. All right, so Stanton is up to 10. Alvarez went for. We him where he needed to be. Alvarez went for about 12. And uh, I think 10. I think RJ's got it at 10. Yep. Yeah. So I I have I have six no I have eighty four dollars left my max bid is sixty four but I, I still have a few holes here I have three more outfielders I have I only have two pitchers so th- this is part of the strategy side of it is of course I would love to have Stanton at eleven but you you kind of have to pick and choose your battles at this point yeah 
I, here's here's uh, a battle you're going to pick. Austin yeah, well, I mean, hard. come on, Chris. Feel good about Dominic Smith at $9 when Stanton went for 10 Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they've both got risk. They've both got upside. I think Stanton's upside's higher, but, you know, batting average is harder to find, and Dominic Smith could be legitimately helpful there. Whereas Stanton, you're kind of looking at Stanton, you know, in a best case scenario as not hurting you in batting. You might get him. I I definitely have Stanton, you know, Stanton's like $4 more than Smith for me. I'm done. Um, Which is, I I think, fine. My Frank. I I even felt bad about going 14. Why? I got him for 15. Yeah. It's a good price for Meadows and, and I love him, but. Again, I just I have so many needs, and it's there. There's still some other positions that I need. I'm going to need to get more pitching. So yeah. I only have two no, starting. A couple better outfielders left too. I mean, let's see what cheaper. I, let's yeah. see what Frank's pitching looks like. I only have two pitchers. I have Giolito and Castillo. So I mean, that's that's pretty great. Those are two good. Start. Those are two great pitchers to have. Like, but uh, you got to step up here for Greg. He wants JD Martinez nominated. Uh, yeah, so let's pause this. All right. Well, let me he see. I, I would suspect his, he's already filled his DH spot. Yeah, he can't, he can't nominate on. him. Yep. Uh, he's let, got let's just restart, I think. Let's just restart the draft. <laughs> 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 uh, so Stanton went for $10. Uh, Eric Hosmer at 6 Sonny Gray, I wanted to ask you guys about. Sonny Gray went for 12 So, Oh, wait. So he can't nominate. Uh, he can't nominate J.D. Martinez. Sonny Gray at 12 Scott, is that enough of a discount? Would you rather have Sonny Gray at 12 or Jose Barrios at 15? Good question. Uh, let me see here. I would rather have Jose Barrios at 15. <laughs> I had to consult my values. I actually have Sonny Gray for as only a $9 player now because that's how worried I am about the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, Charlie Morton at 14, I would rather have. Um, yeah. Obviously, we know he's going to miss, what, two turns at the start of the year, at least Sonny Gray and just we saw the back kind of limit his effectiveness when he was dealing with it last year. He may be fine. It may end up, you know, $12 and turns out to be a good buy, but more risk than I want to take on for that price. I should have saved more money for this part of the draft, man. Just all my favorite guys are being nominated right now. Frank, Joe- you got you, you to gotta spend your money. Don't fall into this trap of like, I, know, I have a I lot know. of spots. You have a lot of spots that you have to fill with guys like Joe Musgrove. No, I'm not going to do it. You don't get to. Yeah, it's. I, I have this problem every time. Like I want. I, I look at I look at this range and I'm like, oh my goodness, I could have had player X for three dollars less than the one I actually got for four dollars less, and it's just like. There, there will never be a salary cap draft where you got maximum efficiency out of all your dollars. That just will never happen. Yeah. But so Frank, bully right now, Frank has. You have to. Oh, I got to nominate a player. player. All right, I'm gonna get auto nominated here. I was too busy crying about Joe Musgrove. So you, guys, you guys were talking about JD Martinez. I think potentially getting outfield eligibility. Is he, that going to happen? Yeah. He's played a few games uh, here in the outfield and left field for uh, for the Red Sox. I think it's more like I mean it's it's more likely for him than Jordan Alvarez and Nelson Cruz. Uh, I, Stan and Martinez. I, I expect both to pick up outfield eligibility at some point. I don't know how early it'll be. Mm, man, he could really be such a bargain if that yeah. in-game video thing was really the reason for it. 
So oh. tempting. 11 right now for Martinez. I think yeah, you, I'm going 11. I think you talk That's Scott as into as that one. Go, I think. Yep. He yeah. will turn 34 in August. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's certainly not guaranteed either way. Well, then he'll be fine. Trade him in July. <laughs> he struck out in a third of his plate appearances this spring for whatever that's worth. Probably nothing, but I will put on, put it out there. Not nothing. Very little. He went for 12, which is the same that, uh, is that the same Alvarez went for? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then Cruz went for one more. Yep. And Stanton went for what, 10? I mean, I like the price of all of them. It's just, I know, I know sluggers is not where I can devote my money. I need speedsters and pitchers. You know, maybe if I hadn't already bought an $18 Eugenio Suarez, but that ship has sailed. So what do people like about Dylan Carlson, who's now a $4 bid? He's young. I, I like that. Potentially a power speed guy with good plate discipline. Um, he's only had one really big season in the minors as a prospect, but uh, he's been young for his a for his level at pretty much every spot stop. And, uh, you know, his one good season in the minors was really, really good. Well, and it was in 2019. Thank you for pointing out that he was nominated, Adam. <laughs> I had no idea, and I just won him for five bucks. My pleasure. So I have Dylan Carlson as a breakout. Uh, Chris is a little bit more s- skeptical, but you know that last minor league season that we saw from Carlson, he was a 2020 bat. Uh, I'm not necessarily expecting that from him, but 20 to 25 home runs, double-digit steals, I think is attainable for Carlson. Really struggled at the beginning part of last season, got sent back to the alternate site, and, and then the final couple of weeks and even in the postseason uh, looked like he bounced back. So I am buying the breakout for one Dylan Carlson, especially at five yeah, bucks. I think for me, I just don't, I don't quite buy the power. Um, but, you know, that's not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean he won't hit for power. I just, um, you know, average exit velocity was only 87.4 miles per hour. Um, so, you know, but $5 is a nice buy. Oh, let's go back to nominating closers. <laughs> G, or, G Rochelle goes for $6. Uh, same price as Eric Hosmer. And, and those seem like good discounts for corner infield type bats at this point. Uh, Brad Hand, nominated by Scott. Yeah, Rochelle is somebody I probably would have bid $10 on if he got nominated at the start. Yep. But he didn't, so he goes for 6 to someone else. We are deep here in the weeds of this salary cap draft. For those that are listening on the podcast or if you are still watching live, we appreciate you for being here. Uh, and I realize we have gone way lo- longer than I actually thought we were going to. So might break this bad boy down into two different podcasts and just create a little bit more content out of it, more listenable. I don't know if people are going to sit down for three hours and listen to one thing at once. So uh, we shall see. Frankie Montas. Nominated and uh, looked good in his debut, spring training debut over the weekend. I listen to three-hour podcasts all the time, Frank. I don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever listened to Hardcore History? It's like five hours long. <laughs> well, there you go. I really That's don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't know how the typical podcast listener operates, but usually when I listen to podcasts, I queue one up, I start listening to it, I pause it whenever I'm... There's no more time for listening, and then I just go straight back to it. I, most people don't operate that way. 
No, I, well, as I've been listening to your podcast, I have to find excuses to drive the only time I can do it. So yeah, it takes me four or five car rides to get through a position preview. Yeah, I can't, I can't listen to podcasts while I'm working. I just, I can't listen to someone talking while I'm writing. It just doesn't work for me. I need like loud, loud music. So that's definitely been a, a downside of the, uh, stay at home era is much less time for the podcasts. <laughs> Hello, David Bowie. How are you doing today? Hi, David. Get out of here with your butt. Uh, Yo, Mankata up to 10 bucks and he was uh, that, that slowed down at around five or six. And mm-hmm. I, I saw both Chris and Scott get in there. It's just, sometimes you have to price it for us. Even if, even if you don't love a player, well, I mean, Mankata I don't for consider that price enforcing, I would have gladly taken him for six or $7. And I don't necessarily mean price enforcing in a negative way. I don't know if it always has a negative connotation, Scott, but just because, you know, just because you're, you're price enforcing a player that you are, you know, iffy about, you could still feel really good about getting him at five or six dollars. So there, there was, there would be nothing wrong with that if you, if you, if you actually did get Moncada, but he wound up going for $10 there. Frankie Montas went for nine. Brad Hand, another closer, went for nine dollars. I think Kenley Jansen went for eight or nine early earlier so uh we all have brad hen ranked higher than kenley jansen so that seems like but i have a relevant thing okay so i was considering going 11 on moncada obviously i don't have a lot of money left but jose ramirez machado bregman rendon lemayhew devers arenado biggio suarez moncada muncie urshela bryant key brian hayes tommy edmund they're all off the board andres jimenez those are all the third base eligible players are there still third base eligible players that are starters matt chapman is yep. available, uh, Donaldson. Yep. Yeah, these Alex guys. Home. You're okay with them as your starter? Maybe Austin Riley. Well, Chapman, I'm definitely okay with as my starter. Uh, Donaldson, I'd be nervous, but obviously he has starter upside. Bohm, nah, I wouldn't be thrilled with him. It, as it my depends starter. on your your team build. Like if you've got someone that you expect to be better than the average shortstop it makes it a little easier to live with a third baseman who's a little below average. So, you know, that's also relevant. And Josh Bell went for $9 while you guys were talking, and I was in on the bidding there. I don't have a first baseman yet, and he goes for the same price as Max Muncy. So Muncy looks like a a, a great buy oh. at this point. And, uh, I'm, I'm good for $8. Matt Chapman for $8. That's That, that could be a potential steal as well. And yeah, all these... We said it earlier, you know, post 100 ADP guys are, are just going for way cheaper than they should. Kevin Gaussman went for ten dollars. That I could see. That sounds about I, right. I could see Matt Chapman's one of those guys. If he won an MVP award this year, I wouldn't be stunned. Obviously, that a little less relevant for fantasy because he, you know, is probably the best defender in baseball. But right, yep, he would That's have to hit real. Like I could see him having the Josh Donaldson career path. Well, you know, I, I would take the over on thirty home runs for Chapman. If nothing else, the one that surprises me is Josh Bell for nine right before that, which I, you know, I, I, I call Bell a sleeper this year. I like him at the discounted price, but I actually have him as a $7 player and not the nine he went for when like basically everyone else going in this range is going for less yeah. than I project them for. So that was interesting. I wonder if it's, let's see, Tim McLeod won him. If there's a, some desperation at first base there. Now he already had Matt Olson. He already had Vladimir Guerrero. 
uh, yeah, that was interesting. Patrick Corbin goes for $8. So we are into that eight to $10 range for starting pitchers. We're seeing a lot of guys go Austin Nola. I, uh, that's an interesting one. I just looked at Chris Mitchell's team and I really like it. His pitching staff is very good. See what he's working with. He has his offense isn't terrible. So at this point he has, wow. Yeah. He spent, he spent a decent bit here, but he has Aaron Nola for 33, Jack Flaherty for 31. He has Chris Paddock for 21. He has Blake Snell for 27, Jose Barrios for 15. So he's spent $141 on seven pitching spots so far. So it's, you know, yep. He's, he's, Paying for it as well. Also got James Paxton for five and Brad Hand for nine. So um, you, you hear all, often people talk about a pitcher hitter split. Uh, you spend how much should I spend on hitting versus pitching? I, should I spend sixty five percent of my budget, seventy percent of my budget on hitters because you have to fill more hitter spots? I mean, it's really it, it's up to you. I don't know that there's like a set way to to build your team. I mean, it's if you want to go pitching I, heavy, I don't think you have to follow a, a set. Pitcher, hitter, split. What do you think, Scott? I've never approached it like that. Mm -hmm. I I look for where the scarcities are, where I'm going to get the most impact for my dollars, whether that's a a, a player with a unique skill set or a a scarce position. These days, obviously, it's more starting pitcher where, uh, you know, I devote more money to that than I might have in the past. And let's see, I filled, I filled five pitcher spots, all starting pitchers, of course. And how much does that add up to? 46, 71, plus 33, 104 on five pitcher spots. So, yeah, not not quite as much as Chris Mitchell spit there. I'm going to leave, Frank. <laughs> That's all good. You've been here for a long time. Um, why don't you remind everyone where people could find you, Adam? <laughs> uh, will you want, like, my address? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you some Chef Boyardee. Oh God! Still, I think actually think it finally threw it out. Uh, I am on Twitter at Adam Azer A I Z E R. I'm on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Chris and I are going to be doing Fantasy Football Today in five tonight when this salary cap is done. Uh, we will talk about Marvin Jones and things like that. <clears throat> oh, and gosh, the Patriots. Jeez, now you, people know how to find me, Frank. Find oh, yeah, me. I was 100% being facetious, but I'm happy that you went with it anyway, and <laughs> you continued to tell us. <laughs> You can find me upstairs watching some basketball for the rest of the night and finishing this. And for some reason, I have Dylan Cease on my team. I don't know why I got him. Go, Nick. Go, Nick. Go, Nick. Go. Let's go. All right. See you guys. (laughs) See you later, Adam. Appreciate it, man. See you, Adam. I don't know how to leave. Oh, leave. (laughs) (laughs) That was probably the best exit of all time from Adam. And we'll... That's a decent buy there. Max Freed for 12 bucks. All right. I like that. I don't... I don't love Max Freed, but I need another Frank, starting need pitcher. Someone I was just... tempted to go 13 there, Frank, even with five starting pitchers already. Oh, my gosh. I don't like Freed much either, but I have him as an $11 player. So at this point, the way the starting pitchers have gone, that's a uh, relative steal. I would take Freed at $12 versus uh, Jose Barrios, who went for 15 So I feel all right about that. Yeah, um, I have him right in the same range, I think. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Adam, just because you left doesn't mean you could just throw whoever you want out here. (laughs) 
Uh, hmm. Austin Riley is the player he threw out, by the way. Yes, I should. Uh, I'm hosting a podcast. I should mention that. <laughs> Austin Riley. I'm not going to do it. There, I, I think there's a few other corner infielders. I like Austin Riley a lot, but there are a few other corner infielders I think might even go for the same price later on just because there's not as much money to go around. So Austin Riley goes for $2. <laughs> and Adam is angry in the chat. Uh, let's let's do a little roundup of our teams, and it will probably wrap this bad boy up. Um, so Will Myers is thrown out right now, and let's let's move on over to let's see how you're doing, Scott. You got Austin Nola for two dollars, who does have a fractured finger and probably probably will not be ready for the start of the season. But if he was healthy, he probably would have went for my guess is five to seven dollars somewhere in that range. You got, yeah. you got Luke Voigt for 15. You got Anthony Rendon for 27. Corey Seager for 31. Tommy Edmond for $10. Eugenio Suarez for 18. And you also got Trent Grisham for $16. And you just won Will Myers for 10. So he is your second outfielder going in on the Padres there. Uh, so before we get to your, your pitchers, why don't you talk to us about your hitters, Scott, and how you're feeling and, and what you think you need to, uh, what needs you think you need to fill the rest of the way? Well, I feel good. I technically don't have a second baseman yet, though hopefully within the first week I'll be able to move Tommy Edmond there. Uh, but I'm going to need a second middle infielder either way. Look, I got Seager and Rendon are going to be batting average standouts. Uh, Edmond might help with that as well. I've got a lot of power. Not In addition to Seager and Rendon, I got Luke Voigt, Suarez, and I got three potential steel sources in Grisham... Edmund and, and just now Will Myers. Well, I went, was willing to go 10 for Will Myers because I think he is a pretty good bet for 15 to 20 steals in addition to power, big power. So I, I, I think there's, I like the balance there. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have, I'm going to need a cheap middle infield option. I'm going to need a couple cheap outfielders, but there, there's always cheap outfielders to be had. I, I feel good about it. I like it. AJ Pollock went for $2 to RJ White, and it seems like the bidding is slowing down for Marcus Semyon, and Semyon winds up going for $6. So Scott talked about the hitting on his team. Let's look at those pitchers. We know Scott loves his pitchers. And Carlos Carrasco at $25, Dylan Bundy at $15, Kyle Hendricks at $22, Kent Maeda at $24, and Zach Plesak at $18. So Scott, you do achieve the five of your top 35 ranked, but none of your top 11 ranked starting pitchers. So you don't have that bona fide ace, but uh, you do, it's it spread a little bit more evenly here. How do you feel about this pitching staff? Yeah, I, it could be a lot worse considering the most I spent on anybody is 25. I got five of the 35. If it was a draft, that would mean I spent five of my first 10 picks on starting pitchers, which is what I aim to do. I, if if I, I I do trust in the ability of all these guys, kind of iffy on Bundy, fair, but I think I think there's a good chance he's really good and eats a lot of innings. So, um, and, and you know the reason I go five is because I guard against one or two of them collapsing. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I wish I could have gotten like you Darvish for thirty instead of a Maeda for twenty-four, but that was not realistic. And I think I made the most of what was available to me in getting five guys that I still think are basically high end. Josh Donaldson wound up going for three dollars to Adam, which I actually think is a very good buy. Corner infielder goes for super cheap there. Uh, and then Chris, you get your guy. You say Kikuchi. I appreciate it. Stick to your guns. You Got to get your guys. Jorge, Sol- mad about it. 
why you threw him out for two. Were you expecting to get him for two? I was hoping to get him for two. I would have been happy to get him for uh, man, four. Or no, I guess I uh, five was my only chance. So. Jorge Soler almost went for three. Yeah, that was that was getting that was making me nervous. We're gonna get some real discounts here. Jorge Soler. Oh, and Chris jumps in with the six. Jorge Soler up to seven dollars. Joey Gallo went for twelve. I, I I don't think they're dissimilar players if they both stay healthy. Uh, and it stops there. Yeah. So Soler at seven dollars versus Joey Gallo who went for twelve. Chris, let's take a look at your team. We'll start with your offense. You don't have any catchers yet. You have Pete Alonso for 18. You have Manny Machado for 29. You have Xander Bogarts for $25. Jose Ramirez for 43. Marcelo Zuna for 25. Byron Buxton at 9. Can't let this happen. Trying to bid. Oh no, RJ White bid. Okay. Sorry, I got distracted. Danzy Swanson's going for way too cheap. Oh man, do I want to do this? <laughs> all right, let's talk you about Danji Swanson first because we're all kind of in the middle of a, a bidding war here. Uh, he's up to seven. Chris was trying to get him. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. Dansby Swanson for $7. Can I do it? Oh, gosh. That's another one, too. I just, I have Andres Jimenez in my middle infield. I have Tim Anderson. Yeah, I just... It's That's a fine. It's a great it's, buy. It's as good of a buy as Jorge Soler, I think. I think it's better. I think I have them both at twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like Swanson a little bit more here. Gosh, every time I want to talk about your team, Chris, an interesting player pops up. Okay, we can talk about my team. Um. All right. So go over the players that you have, unless you want to bid on Jesus Lazaro, and 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 tell us what you're thinking. Uh, the offensive yeah, so- players that you have, and then we'll get to your pitchers. I've got Pete Alonso at 18 at first base, Manny Machado at 29, Xander Bogarts at 25, uh, Jose Ramirez at 43, Marcelo Zuna at 25, Byron Buxton at 9, Oscar Mercado at 1, and Ian Happ. So uh, among those hitters, I think all but Mercado are inside of my top 120 overall. Um, And... Alonzo, Machado, Bogarts, Ramirez, and Ozuna are all inside of my top, I want to say 60, maybe 50. So um, I'm really happy with that start on offense. And, uh, you know, I've, I, I've got a little bit of speed, but I probably could use a little bit more. I've got, you know, a, a good power base with Alonzo, Machado, Ramirez, and Ozuna. Um, I don't... I. I think I'm okay in, in batting average and I don't think I need to sacrifice it for uh, home runs moving forward but uh, you know if I could snag someone like Jeff McNeil it would make having someone like Miguel Sano a little easier to stomach so um, you know I'm still still building but I'm pretty happy with that start so far there's a lot of star power in my offense I like your offense quite a bit I, I think it's well-rounded you mentioned you think that you need more steals I think you're. I think you look pretty good right now. I think Machado's ten to fifteen. Bogarts is probably ten to twelve. Uh, you have. Yeah, I just I don't love being in the ten to fifteen range for most of my stolen bases, just because. Um, you know that there's a, a very thin line between fifteen and five. 
I hear you, but you also have Jose Ramirez who's going to give you 20-plus. I feel very yeah. strongly about that. Buxton, if he stays healthy, I think will give you 20-plus. Mercado yeah. can give you 10 to 15. So I understand the risk with taking too many of the 10 to 15 guys, but yeah. if you're going to go that route, you might as well get as many of them as you possibly can. And even Ian Happ will probably give you 5 to 10. So And, and Mercado's th- the only one who's like mostly a steel specialist. Everyone else, I, I think, are just good hitters. So I'm... I'm happy with that. I haven't had to sacrifice for steals yet. And I am just, I'm going on a bidding spree right now. And I just, all right, so I won Jesus Lazardo at $11. I won Rysel Iglesias at eight. And then I won Salvador Perez at seven. So Perez, all around. Perez went for cheaper than Wilson Contreras by $1. He went cheaper than Gary Sanchez. Uh, I had, I wrote down, I want to spend $8 or less on both of my catchers. So I wanted to get one of my top 10. And then I'm gonna get a one dollar catcher later on as my as my second catcher. So uh, let, let's take a look at your pitchers quick here, Chris, and then I'll, I'll quickly re- recap my team and we'll get out of here because this has been going for quite a bit. Uh, Zach Greinke, you got at 19. You got Max Scherzer at 33. You got Sixto Sanchez at 11, and you have Yusei Kikuchi at five dollars. So you have yeah, Kikuchi was that was just me getting frustrated and, and overreacting and I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I should have just been okay. Not getting him rather than spending the five. Um, I wish I had one more 190 inning guy like Sandy Alcantara went for a dollar less than what I've got him for. I really wish I had Sandy Alcantara on this team. In addition to the other guys I have, that would make me like a $9 Sandy Alcantara who I think is a good bet to throw, you know, 180, 190 innings and is one of the handful who I think really legitimately could throw 200. Um, I would feel better about that if, if I had him on my team. And there, there aren't a lot of guys like that left. Lance McCullers went for $11, so he goes for the same price as Jesus Lazardo. Um, Chris, who would you rather have at the same price if it's Lazardo versus McCullers? Oh, I like Lazardo more. I've got Lazardo ranked higher. Yeah, I do too. Buy a few spots. Nothing crazy. We are... Uh, who's going to wind up with Jeff McNeil here, Chris? You and me, buddy. And am I going to get him? And I get him for $9. So money's going Bye. fast. I only have 32 bucks. I have a $23 max bid. He is my starting second baseman, likely. Um, so let's... I do not want Devin Williams, so this gives me some time to talk about my team. Uh, so I'll just quickly mention, I got Salvador Perez at seven. I got Jeff McNeil at $2. I don't have a first baseman yet. I got Alex Bregman at 23. I got Tim Anderson at 20. Andres Jimenez at $4. Mike Trout at 50. Tommy Pham at $10. And Dylan Carlson at five. So it's not bad. I, th- I think it's pretty well balanced. I, I wanted to get McNeil there because I'm going to have to grab a few more power bats that's going to bring my batting average down. Um, Trout's going to help batting average. Tim Anderson's going to help batting average. Bregman should be. You're really light on power, I would say. Yeah. Yep, yep. So I know it's a real I, concern. I know I'm going to go for power. So I. Uh, but but that's probably what you can get the easiest late. Yep, that's yep. that's the plan. Hopefully here. And, Maybe uh, with Mike Mustakis. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Sneaking here with a little three dollar <laughs> bid. <laughs> Oh, oh man, this I is would like to who's gonna be my starting first baseman, man. This is uh this is not the best. <laughs> you hate to see it. Is it gonna happen? And okay. 
Yeah, All right, got some power there. Goodbye. With the moose. All right, so I get, I get Moustakas at, at $6, and he might gain third base eligibility. Suarez is playing shortstop. They're talking about using Jonathan India at second, uh, their prospect there. So I knew I, I need some power. I need some more power, obviously. So I'm going to be... That's something I'm going to pay attention to the, for the rest of the way. I don't have a lot of money left. I have $26. I still need a, a catcher and a few more outfielders here. Corey Kluber just got thrown out. Um, but I, I think my I think my offense is is well balanced now. I feel uh, I feel pretty good good about it. I wanted Jeff McNeil there for sure to be my starting second baseman. At pitcher, I currently have Lucas Giolito for thirty five. I have Luis Castillo for thirty four. I have Max Fried for twelve dollars, and I have Jesus Lazardo for eleven. My first takeaway is that WHIP could be quite an issue here <laughs> with with this group of players. But I feel good about strikeouts. Um, Innings should be okay, maybe a little light with Freed and Jesus Lozardo there. Uh, yeah, I will look for another just innings eater, whip kind of guy that can help me out to fill out the rest of this rotation. I do have one closer in Rysel Iglesias. I wanted to get one of my top 10 guys. I have him ranked inside my top five, so feel pretty good about that. Um, all right, Corey Kluber goes for seven bucks. That was to Adam, no surprise there. He got Devin Williams for four. So Adam gets Devin Williams and Josh Hader. He handcuffs the relievers there. So if Hader is traded, he will have the next man up in uh, in Devin Williams. And he right. could just get 220 strikeouts out of the two of them anyway. <laughs> that would be that would I, I was gonna say it was it could be crazy, but it really wouldn't. It really wouldn't based on the talent level there. Anything else you guys would like to say? Any closing thoughts here before we wrap up this extravaganza? Um, I'm going to take I that. Wish I, had, <laughs> I wish I had been more uh, aggressive on some of the early starting pitchers. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, I, I wish I had been willing Mike to Soroka. do... Sorry. <laughs> Four bucks. It's not Sorry bad. about that. It's a nice... I think it'll be bad pitching in April. It's not bad. Mike Soroka there. So you get a, get a little bit more depth on your, your pitching staff. All right, we're slowing down here quite a bit, so uh, <laughs> wrap it up here. I don't know how we're going to break this into two podcasts, but uh, if not, you're just going to get one really super long, nearly three-hour podcast. Thanks for everyone who watched along the way. If you want to find the rest of the results, they will be on the website as early as Wednesday morning when you are hearing this podcast. And uh, I will go back in and, and put the draft results in the podcast description as well. So thank you all for uh, for sticking with us for this long. For Scott and Frank, uh, for Scott and Chris, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. We'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You don't want to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+.